faster than expected. Abrupt climate change and the consequences for us and other living beings on our Earth. No one should be alone in the greatest challenge of our time. Thanks to Laura Upshaw for African Drum Dance on YouTube. Here's your host, Wolfgang Werminghausen. Although, if it's just one year, I'm considering filling an old chest freezer with one year's supply of ice cream <laughs> for my 93-year-old landlady, Patricia, who I have the great good fortune to look after. Mm. And I must say, she thinks it's a great idea. Welcome to the Faster Than Expected podcast, episode number 36, as if one year to live, part four. In this episode, I'm talking with journalist Jan Wiley, what's most important for him in the last imaginary year. In addition to ice cream, strawberries and the flower garden, Jan is committed to the care and preservation of a woodland in Devon, England, where he lives nearby. Another major life task is the development of the database of environmental change. Here he tirelessly contributes his professional knowledge as an information analyst. We have been talking about this work in the 25th episode of the Faster Than Expected podcast. You'll find links in the show notes of this episode. FasterThanExpected.one FTE 36 Later Jan becomes philosophical and asks himself what if the self doesn't exist or how to lose the self. Enjoy listening. Welcome to my podcast episode, Jan Wiley, to, to the ep episode As If One Year to Live. Uh, I had a recording like this for myself and now I'd like to have a, a little experiment of thought with you. I'd like to introduce you uh, very short. You are a journalist from Canada and now living in Devon, England. The last month, uh, or I don't know if it is years, you're working a lot on a database, on the database of environmental change. We'll have this... Uh, a link to this database of thousands of articles around environmental issues. Um, we'll find a link in the show notes of this episode. So, welcome to this episode, Jan. Thank you. Um, well, I, I first became aware of the prospect of near-term human extinction in 1996 mm -hmm. when I read The End of the World by John Leslie, quite an important book. Mm -hmm. He identified many of the elements which are happening now, including the methane hydrate bomb. Mm -hmm. The thing was, near term at that time meant at least 250 years. Even so, it was a very big shock just to begin to think about it. And as we know, as we all know, 
the process has been a lot faster than expected. Yes. Put it mildly. Mm, it's coming closer and closer. Yeah. But and we we are um, we are both dealing with death and extinction. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, and uh, there's a big uncertainty how it will develop at the end. And so I started this uh, idea to to ask, um, and now ask you to imagine you you yes. know your death date yes. might be in one year. You have one more year to live. Absolutely. And what's important for you in your life, and well, what do you want to do? Okay. Um, well, since and in, 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 indeed since 1996, I've been. Uh, kind of preparing myself mentally and then more recently physically preparing for some kind of collapse and coming to Devon from uh, Portsmouth and before that London and before that other cities was a first move. I moved down here in uh, 19, the end of 1998 and then serendipity I guess uh, brought me the opportunity to work with a woodland Initially, we thought we could be an example of carbon sequestration mm -hmm. as well as just working for the mutual benefit as what I call a wood hand, just part of the hands that help in the wood. And the mm -hmm. wood helps us. Now, I'm afraid, you know, it's too late for carbon sequestration. So we just work together for the sake of it and to protect ourselves for as long as possible. I became so alarmed about news from the environment and what was obviously an accelerating rate of change in 2012 that I decided to, um, well, re-emerge from the woodwork, as we say, and reapply my professional knowledge as an information analyst. Mm -hmm. So I started working again with my long-term collaborator, Simon Eaton, who is a gifted developer of database software and user interfaces. So that's how we can now offer the database of environmental change, which is designed to help people understand the bigger picture of what's happening and the implications which I keep updating at a rate of about 50, usually very frightening articles every day. Still, I must say that after 15 years of fairly relaxed preparation, mm -hmm. our little community here in Devon, and it consists of Woodhands and various other people that um, you know, we, we, we share beliefs and attitudes, We're pretty much ready to go, um, to uh, coin a phrase, um, on, a, on a physical and creature comfort level, level anyway. I mean, originally the idea when we first moved down here, I first moved down here, was to disconnect from civilization, work with a woodland and a small group of like-minded people, just because it's the only honorable thing to do when you mm. see through the cruelty, the skullduggery and fakery of the established order. And I thought perhaps we might even be an example for others. 
So on this level, the one-year drop deadline will not change a lot. Mm -hmm. Although, if it's just one year, I'm considering filling an old chest freezer with one year's supply of ice cream <laughs> for my 93-year-old my, my year old landlady, Patricia, who I have the great good fortune to look after. Mm. And I must say, she thinks it's a great idea. <laughs> on, on, on an emotional, so that's, that's kind of the physical. I'm not saying that we've got it covered, but um, there's not much more we can do. Um, mm. uh, so it's quite easy with a, with a garden and all the kinds of stuff. We'll have food for a year, guaranteed. Mm. Um, so... I don't have to worry too much about that. We just have to do it, and uh, we know how after all this time. Uh, on an emotional and mental level, the one-year deadline spurs me, me to do as much as possible in the time remaining, such as adding to and promoting the database and feeling gratitude for the assistance and moral support given by such inspiring people as Jennifer, Hines, mm -hmm. Wendy Badursky, and it must be said, your good self would wolf, mm. Wolfgang. Thank you. Um, and so, you know, all, all the encouragement is very much appreciated. Mm -hmm. And it's not because I hope there will be a good outcome. It's just what we do, a reassuring process, which happens to be addictive if you want to know what happens next. And with this unfolding catastrophe. I really, really want to know what happens next. Um, so for me, the process of getting ready, this is, you know, again, on a kind of personal level, is putting as much as possible in order, in order. Mm -hmm. um, you know, yes, I mean, that's what you should do with a will or anything like that, but there's not much point in doing a will, I don't think. Um, and also, for some reason, I want us to look our best when the day comes. It's strange. I must say my dress is a little less slovenly than normal, mm -hmm. and extra effort will be put into the flower garden as the Lakota say, walk in duty. I find that already our flowers and trees, because everything is in, well, not everything, but spring has definitely started here a month mm -hmm. early, mm -hmm. but they seem to be showing themselves off as never before. Mm -hmm. And I wonder whether they sense something too. If so, then they might sense my heightened gratitude and appreciation for them too. My other priority for this last year mm -hmm. is exploring why humanity got itself and the rest of life into this hideous predicament. It's, it's not just the fault of Donald Trump and the oil and chemical companies it's not even what Guy McPherson so brilliantly called the heat engine, which is civilization. What if 
big brains tricked, quote, us into believing in the reality of a self which is separate from the world with its own special interests and attitudes. If so, it pushes humanity into the trap of duality, just as it says in Genesis. Duality is the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, from which all other dualities flow, up, down, big or small, physical or mental causes or effects, happy or sad, sane or insane, sinner or savior, zero or one. The dualities are everywhere we look, even unto life or death and being or nothingness. What if the universe is not like that? What if this self thing does not exist? If this is the case, how do you lose yourself? Funnily enough, we do it all the time, but always forget when we come back to our sense of being a self in the world of others. If you really lost yourself, there'd be nobody to die or even notice a state of change or a change of state. So these are the questions I will be pondering over the next year. Uh-oh, mm -hmm. questions or answers, yet another duality. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid there may be no way to think our way out of the trap. That mm -hmm. is why we plan to do at least two Inipi, um, Lakota-type sweat lodges in the woodland mm -hmm. because they are all about forcing you to give up yourself to nature and to all our relations. And so we can say metakwiasin. Mm -hmm. that's, 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 that, that's for the sake of all our relations. And... Uh, if I accomplish that in the next year, I guess I'll die. Will it be happy? I don't know. There may be nobody there to die. Mm. Oh, yes. <laughs> big, big, uh, big words, great words. And I'm just thinking of uh, Kevin Hester's uh, quote that... Uh, we, the elders, are called now to, yes, to give um, advice or to be at the side of foremost the young generation. And so I hope this podcast can, can do a little part of this uh, too. I think um, for the young, yeah. I mean, I, um, as you know, I'm a great admirer of Greta Thunberg. And um, how we can help them, I think I agree with Kevin, is most important. Uh, but also, you know, the same is it's, it's for all the other humans and non-humans. The same kind of, I think all you can do is care, because there's no answer, is there? 
care and truth and gratitude yeah that are some some vocabulary of this dog now and i i think we we might uh, stop here and end okay, this talk, sure. little talk yeah. and um, I, i'm sure i will listen to it um, sometimes to to get to 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 let the words sink in thank you very much thank you too okay goodbye Goodbye. As an encore, we hear Jan reciting an excerpt of the poem Little Gidding by T.S. Eliot. Okay, this is uh, the end of T.S. Eliot's very, very famous poem called Little Gidding. I found it terribly relevant to what we're facing and the idea that one of the things we need to give up is ourselves. So a lot of people will know this, but I've come to it again, um, and it's brought another level of meaning. So I'll, I'll, I'll read. We shall not cease from exploration, and at the end of all our exploring will be to arrive where we started and know the place for the first time through the unknown, unremembered gate, when the last of earth left to discover is that which was the beginning before we existed. It's meeting. At the end of the longest river, the voice of the hidden waterfall and the children in the apple tree Perhaps they're the apple tree, Adam and Eve were in the apple tree before they ate fruit. The voice of the hidden waterfall and the children in the apple tree, not known because not looked for, but heard, half heard, in the stillness between two waves of the sea. Quick, now, here, now, always, a condition of complete simplicity, costing not less than everything. And all shall be well, and all manner of thing shall be well. When the tongues of flame, you know, the flame of hell, are, in, are enfolded into the crowned knot of fire, and the fire and the rose are one, and there will be no people. Faster than expected. Abrupt climate change and the consequences for us and other living beings on our Earth. No one should be alone in the greatest challenge of our time. Thanks to Laura Upshaw for African Drum Dance on YouTube. Here's your host, Wolfgang Werminghausen.